0: in the game best in the biz about that time and you know what it is coming from brooklyn bringing that truth never gonna lie never gonna lose always on top keeping it steady he'll make you tap out and you won't be ready he got the suplex breaking your back now everyone in the world gonna listen to taz all right what's up guys what's going on thank you for jumping on here on the taz show very much appreciate it and uh thank you for downloading this episode on radio.com on the app or the Radio.com website, I do appreciate that. Or maybe you are pulling the show into your life on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever. Um, I do appreciate you guys doing that. You know that uh, as we barrel into this week here of Raw Rumble Week. So uh, so that's the deal. So we're going to do a Taz Hall uh, a lot of great questions from you guys on um, Instagram. Which again, uh, I'm trying to build up my Instagram And it's TazTalk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K So If you haven't followed it, now since I last Mentioned, I mean, I know my followers Did go up a good amount, I'm trying to get to 10,000 I I got into the Instagram Game later than I did the Twitter Game, so I'm trying trying to Play a little catch up, so I mean, um, I'm at around 9,700, so I, I think eventually I'll get there this year, but uh, hopefully uh, get some more word out there. I'm just trying to get the Instagram up, and we're trying to put more content on there also uh, as we balance that with Facebook and, and, and you know Twitter. So um, if you haven't followed my Instagram, and you can, I'd be cool. I appreciate it. Um, if you, if you don't want to, then that's okay You don't have to, <laughs> it's okay, I'm not mad It's all good um, So a lot of great questions from you guys On both uh, Facebook, like I said Which is facebook.com Slash the Taz show or Taz talk So I'll do the um, I'll go opposite Jones here I'll do I'll do the, uh, what do you call it first mm, The um, The Facebook ones first And then we'll get into the uh, Into the Instagram ones there's a lot of really good questions uh, This this Taz Hall So thanks again to you guys on that And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about The stuff with Velveteen Dream um, But I'm going to do that during a Taz During the uh, Taz talk From the Instagram I should say Because we noticed there was a question from one of you guys About Velveteen Dream and all the So I'll get into that once I do that How about that? I said that three times in a matter of like 10 seconds That's kind of weird right <laughs> Alright so here we go Let's let's fire away here So on um, Facebook we got Eric Lewis Sr He says Okay good moment sir Do you think uh, this year's men's Royal Rumble match Will be full of surprise entrants Like previous years And will they stick with the regulars To build slash continue storylines Alright Eric Lewis Sr I appreciate the question let me go reverse here. I do think they'll stick to the regular steady talent. That's the talent they're building. That's the talent they're invested in. That's the talent who works the house shows. So they'll, those are the storyline talent. I do also think they'll always have surprise entrance. Why wouldn't that? That's always an awesome moment uh, when that happens. Like, oh, wow, look at this. Look who's there. And that kind of thing. So that's always cool when that happens. So Who that will be, I don't really know. I'm not even going to guess. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. So, (laughs) that I can't tell you. I can tell you it's on me. I promise you that. Um, But, um, um, and, you know, as far as them building slash continue storylines with the regulars, you know, so uh, the proper way is like, I know you mean by regulars, I'm not coming at you, Eric Lewis. But what I'm saying is like the, the talent that's on the roster, the contracted roster talent, the roster talent's the key. So, The reason why you stick to the roster talent To build with the storylines and not Someone who comes in for A flash uh, in the pan Or just for a quick thing which we saw that With Goldberg a while back remember and then he Ends up staying a while and got a big push You know with Brock and all that stuff so uh, You know which was surprising To a lot of folks Um, But you want to go with your Contracted roster talent because As I mentioned a moment ago they're the ones That make the house shows the live events Um they're the ones that you're invested in with TV time That is so important Those house shows live events That you know most people don't hear about Or know about unless they're in your town And you go to the event um, Maybe a friend of yours or a relative or something like that That's a fellow wrestling fan <sighs> Those shows are very Important to Vince McMahon And to the front office from Stephanie and Triple H and Shane They, they understand the value and how important House shows are now some of you might be saying Well look geez Brock Lesnar He's Universal champ and you know, he's you know doesn't work a lot of days and he doesn't really work house shows and i'd say yeah You're right. That's true. And that's something that i've talked about a lot not knocking brock. It's just that And if you're new to my content, i'll just say it real quick That means he has a days clause in his contract. So there's there's language is a writer in his contract That basically says he's only maxed to work x amount of days per month. That's how it works Uh, I know about this because I had one in my contract so (laughs) and you negotiate that you know You want to try to work as least days as possible and I know it sounds fucking lazy I know it does but there's a bump card your body uh, You know there is a bump card so you don't want to fill your bump card too early Now Brock's in the twilight of his pro wrestling career. He's not he's far from a rookie So that's a different issue with bump card, you know, you don't you don't he's, He's he's worked a lot over the years and and from his you know, mixed martial arts career with UFC, you know, and WWE and everything. So you know, he's he's listen. If Vince McMahon feels he's earned the right and he's the one who signed the contract that he don't have to work X amount of days at house shows, then then that's that's a good deal by Brock and his representation and Brock's agent and his people. You know, they did they, they negotiated his deal the right way. And as a former professional wrestler and someone who knows the business part of the business, you got to respect that. I respect that. But my point is, you got to stick with your regulars to build and continue storylines. That's the key, no matter who they pop out on the Raw Rumble. So, good question, Eric Lewis. Senior, appreciate it. Matt White on Facebook. All right. How in the hell do you book a Raw Rumble? Does everyone know who's winning or who's eliminating who? Austin has been quoted saying it's a cluster, you know what? He means or Steve Austin said it's a clusterfuck, and Steve Austin's right. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is and can be a clusterfuck. So Matt White, appreciate the question. So how do you book it? Well, it's it's not an easy thing to book, and I know Pat Patterson, the originator of this this amazing event. Um, and I just was on a radio show um, through the you know the company I work for. Um, In Peterborough, Ontario, up in the Toronto area. Okay. And they support pro wrestling really big up there. And that's actually where Bobby Root's from. So, um, uh, so anyway, I was on, I go on there every once in a while. And I was on there talking wrestling. I was talking, just talking about this. I was just saying about the difference. The guy asked me, like, what's the difference between a Battle Royal and a Raw Rumble? I'm like, well, there's a big difference, okay? You know, Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, Battle Royal is, you know, you're getting 20 guys in the ring. All right, let's go, ding, ding, ding. Let's start. You got whoever's the last man standing is the winner. Um, 20 guys, or 30 guys, 15 guys, whatever the Battle Royal is. Where Royal Rumble is different. You know, it's one on one, and then we have. every few minutes a new wrestler comes out so it's your cardio needs to be if you're one of those guys going in early your cardio needs to be really high up there and all that stuff and the booking of it is much more complex than a battle royal like insanely more how the hell do you book a royal Rumble? well i've never booked one i've seen it booked i've watched you know pat patterson uh you know and i i've watched him with Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes You guys know Michael Hayes um, From the Freebirds, right, who works behind the scenes For many years for WWE uh, I've seen them put these together And it doesn't happen in one day They start building this, they start writing, not writing They start booking, that's the right way to say it They start booking this thing a couple of weeks out So, and they change it all the time Before it happens And you, the talent, you very rarely know What number you're going to be until you're at the building The day of the show And it's kind of close to game time because they change it all the time And they'll just have a big big Fucking meeting before the event uh, I mean at the event I should say You know backstage um, And Pat used Well when I was there he was the guy who ran that meeting And he would talk to everybody who's in the Rumble And what the theme of what They're trying to do is I mean it's it's Entertainment it's a show it's, it's not really A rehearsal it's just so Let's say you know um, I don't know hypothetically let's Say it's you know, uh, uh, Sheamus and Rusev start, and they're going at it, and 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 then here I come in. I'm the next guy in, and we're going at it. And then you know, uh, here comes Cesaro. He's now there's four of us in there. Now we're going, and now time's elapsing, and now we end up getting three, four more guys in. There. And then what happens is now we're going to start getting eliminations. All right, well, Taz, you're going to get eliminated once about six minutes elapses. Once these other guys are in there, or four minutes. Well, I got to have a mental clock in me, and a ref has to help me, and that's never on par. So once I get, let's say I'm supposed to go out at four minutes, let's say we're a little late, and I go out at five minutes or five minutes and 20 seconds, that pushes everybody else back, and that takes time for everybody else. So it, I've never been in the gorilla position, the holding area backstage during a Raw Rumble. I've either been, you know, out there or I've been at the announce desk. Um, now, my first Royal Rumble event, as you guys know, I debuted for WWE and, and that was against Kurt Angle, but not in the Royal Rumble match. So we were the first match, Kurt Angle and I, at the Garden. And then I didn't hang around to see how they were, what was going on in the gorilla position. Uh, and then after that, I was in it, even though I was in and out quick And Kane. I was one of the guys, there's a bunch of us that came throughout out real quick. And I was one of those guys, which I was fine with because I knew I wasn't fucking winning. So I, I had no problem being one of the guys that got eliminated really quick. Because you're getting paid the same amount of money unless you win the motherfucker so <laughs> I wasn't going to win it so I didn't give a shit I, I don't I don't get paid by the minute so you know what I, it's fine I don't need to overstay my welcome get rid of me no problem I'm out I'll see you later um, but all the other world rumbles I was ringside as a commentator so um, I couldn't tell you what goes on in the grill position but I would assume it's mayhem that's what I've heard so um, it's definitely one of the more difficult matches That that I believe you have to book As uh, a booker in WWE And Pat Patterson with his legacy Obviously he's a great, amazing booker So good question, Matt um, And Steve Austin's right, it is a close book. So <laughs> um, Alright, we got it Ken Carrick, uh, with the talk of Bam Bam's Hall of Fame induction Do you think you might get a, a Call to induct him uh, And if It's not you who Should be the one to induct him Um well first off I don't You know hear rumors I don't Can so I don't I didn't hear that about Bam Bam Maybe being inducted in this Class uh, in New York I I Hope I hope Bam Bam gets inducted I really do I hope he goes in the Hall of Fame God rest his soul uh, Legendary uh, worker and Wrestler and and I've had a lot of matches With him in ECW and, and I loved working with him um and it was a, it was a struggle sometimes in a good way, but I respected the hell out of Bam Bam. Um, I really did. Um, I think that initially he didn't respect me, but I think eventually. I got him there earn, I earned his respect and 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 that made me feel good during that time um you know I was not an easy guy to deal with back then so you know and Bam 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 was a, a big star coming out of you know with all his success in WWF so and I respect I always was cool with Bam I always respect him always always liked him but I know that I was a little tough to do business with then I was a little bit of a different type guy but uh, I always respected Bam Bam now I, I do not think that I would would be or should be or need to be the person who inducts him. Um, I don't think, no, it would be me. I really doubt that they would ask me to do that. They would ask someone within the company to uh do that. Um, because here's the thing, right? I do think, um, I do think Bam Bam Bigelow's like, let's say he, he, they put him in the hall of fame, I do think that he'll be going in the hall of fame for um, uh, you know. His work in WWE WWF Um I do think ECW2 would be included because they own the library You know what I mean but I, Knowing just WWE I just feel like they would That's how they would look at it So I could see them having You know uh, Somebody else Not Hulk Hogan but somebody from that era Um you know put him in Put him in Um I, I'd be honored uh, <laughs> I would be, um, but I, I I don't think it would be me. I really don't, um, because th- that's not how they work. They again, they will acknowledge his ECW success and career. Um, they would, I know they would, um, definitely. But I do think they would really uh go heavily with um, you know, what what he did in WWE because during that time, that was the big You know, the the deal with WWF I mean, everything, that's when things were really Starting to crank and turn around, early years of WrestleMania, you know, where it was, wasn't So deep as it is now I don't know, during during the, the Ultra Warrior era and, and and Hulk Hogan era and, and, and Macho Man era All that, all these great talents Ted DiBiase, you know, all these Just, you know, the Million Dollar Man, right All, all this great stuff um, That they did there I just don't see them Going to an ECW talent and or former ECW talent in my myself uh, and saying hey uh, you know could you uh, could you induct him in the Hall of Fame I just don't see that happening again I'd be honored don't get me wrong I I would I would be honored I really would um, but I don't think that would happen um, I um, I could see I'm just trying to think now loud here because um, now you got me thinking. Who they would have put him in there. Ah, geez, it might be time for a water break. Because, you know, if I have to think sometimes, what happens is then I go into water thinking we need something to distract you, the audience. And there it is. Get some water and think about this. Uh, Stand by. All right. Ah, okay, us. Got it. Yes, that was a small sip. There's going to be another sip later on. That I'm telling you, there will be another sip later on. There has to be. All right. So back to the question, point, and comment and statement, or whatever I was going with this um, about Van Big Bigelow and Hall of Fame. I would say um, maybe it's not a wrestler. How about that? Maybe it's not a wrestler. You know, maybe it's maybe it's a former football player. Right? Maybe it's a former football player. Maybe it's a former New York Giant football player. Maybe it's a former New York Giant that was, well, arguably the best uh, Russian outside linebacker, sack machine ever to play the game, named Lawrence Taylor. Uh, Maybe maybe that's who would induct him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe because he, you know, we we, that was the WWE. That's that's a huge thing. What happened during that time with uh, with Bam Bam? And uh and lawrence taylor at wrestlemania, you know, so Um, I could see, you know, and lte obviously legendary player Um, and all that jazz I could see Vince McMahon or Anybody else in the front office of wwe thinking this is who needs to adopt bam bam bigelow just just my opinion that's just one guy's opinion I don't think it should be me and I don't think it would be me um, but thank you. Um for thinking that Ken Carrick That it might be me Alright what else on Facebook here On the uh, gimmick name It's of Taz Talk Ignacio Vasquez What up Taz uh, Does Finn Balor have any shot At getting the universal title back Or is it a one uh, Or is it a one time shot Yo I said this the other day In the last po- podcast I think that Finn Balor's got a great shot To get that title back uh, I really do And I know I'm I'm in the minority On thinking that Believe me, because of the dirt sheets and all the stuff and the scuttlebutt and all the stooging and all the bullshit, um, and where they want to go at WrestleMania, and we got to protect Braun Strowman, he's doing too many jobs to Brock, so let's have you know Finn be the sacrificial lamb and all this kind of shit. Yeah, I know, I, 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 I know about that. I don't know if I believe that. That's all I'm saying, um. You know, we saw on Raw, right, they, they, you know, they, they did some more pretty good interaction with Finn and Braun, uh, Brock and, and and Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, and we saw, you know, Finn won via disqualification over Braun, you know, and then uh, Brock got the last word, you know. Now, I'm going to tell you something just to, you know, say something here about that real quick, and I, I'm going to do a prediction show um, before the weekend on, on uh, the Royal Rumble, so. But here's the thing, the thing I liked For Finn's case here with this Was that Braun didn't beat him I thought Oh shit, they're gonna have Brock Do an F5 Or a big suplex or something To hurt Finn and then Braun gets the victory And then you got, you know, Finn going in there uh, You know Against Brock and he's gonna get his ass kicked At at the Royal Rumble That's I started thinking, then I'm thinking the other way Like, oh Man, somehow they're going to figure out a way for Braun to pin Braun. I'm sorry, for Finn to pin Braun. This is on the Raw. Oh, shit. Then if he goes over, well, then that's the death now. They're definitely doing the job to Brock on Sunday. But they didn't have him go over that way. Right? They, they, they protected both guys. They did uh, a disqualification. So what am I saying? I, I think that helped. I think Monday night helped Finn's, for me to think Finn's going to win, Monday night made me feel stronger that he's gonna win. How about that? That's the best way to put it. So hopefully that um answers your question. Uh if if in Vasquez Ignacio Vasquez. Take 10, that was. All right, here we go. Uh Mike Wardek. Uh actually it's Mike Wardick. That's how he spells his name. W-A-R-D-I-C-K, Mike Wardick. Okay. Uh Taz, surprise, Royal rumble entrant. It's <laughs> too much. Uh this is a prelude to the Hall of Fame in Brooklyn with a question mark. Uh, Mike, or I should call you Mr. Wardick. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Taz will not be surprised surprise entry into a rumble. Um, I don't even think that Hall of Fame thing's happening. But thanks for asking. Uh, and make sure you take care of that. Be careful. Sounds like you could have a dangerous situation there. All right. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> who else you got here? Nicholas Allen. Uh, Taz, what make you the best you? Wow. What a simple question. Nicholas Allen, I like that question Hi, what makes Taz The the best you, the best me That made no sense, Taz, what makes you The best you, what makes me the best me, what made me I think um, Successful in The wrestling business I, I humbly say that, not cocky Is my work ethic, I and I think Now segueing my life and Career into broadcasting And now segueing into radio And podcasting i have that same work ethic and it sounds corny but it's true that's all i can tell you uh for me um it's always been about i'm gonna outwork the next guy i'm gonna outwork the guy behind me the guy to my left the guy to my right and that guy in front of me i gotta pass him so that's my mindset it's always been like that um that's just how i've always been um And that was ingrained in me when I was younger as an athlete. So I've just, I still live that way now in my early fifties. You know, I, I believe in that to be the best me in, um, you know, maximizing my career. It's to just, just keep working, just keep grinding. I really believe in that. So uh nicholas allen so i think that would be the number one thing and i also i mean i i feel i have a good amount of positives if i don't mind saying so myself about me um <laughs> i've always played fair you know i don't um i i don't i've never really taken i don't believe in shortcuts i've never really taken a shortcut i don't believe in that um and i uh I mean I'm not a perfect person But I, I I, do know like I said My work ethic no shortcuts I believe in grinding out I believe in um, I, I don't believe anybody owes you anything Just cause you outworked everyone Just cause you're talented I've seen a lot of guys in wrestling As I was trying to make it That Once I did make it There were guys that didn't make it That were better than me And I'm like shit That sucks for these guys and while I was on the come up, I saw so there were guys that were ahead of me that I knew I was better than them. Sometimes you just get ahead by timing, by getting a break, by someone believing in you and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's not in the cards. Just because you out and no matter this applies, I feel to anything, not just wrestling. Uh just because you outwork everybody, just because you know you're talented, just because you're good at what you do, no matter male, female, job, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to succeed at whatever you're trying to succeed at And i'm not trying to be negative i'm not trying to be pessimistic i'm being honest i'm being real Because you guys not you don't have to be in the wrestling business all you listen to right now All you listen to all you men and women listen to me i guarantee you You all know at least one person family member friend someone you went to school with, Someone maybe you had a job you worked at the same job what that was really talented at something And they worked really hard at it But it never came through for them You all know somebody like that and so do I So because that's life Shit happens The cookie don't always crumble your way And you know when I I, I don't want to get too deep into the woods here But I got to just down like on this whole you know Like I'm a a psychologist here I got to say like that whole thing what And this is going to sound so fucking negative And I swear to you I'm not a negative guy I know what maybe you read on the dirt Sheets about me 25 years ago that I'm Negative and I'm mean and nasty it's not really True Um, (laughs) The real me is not like that but uh, You could believe the shit that these other guys write uh, Back in the day go ahead believe it And then you know whatever but I'm just telling you Right now like I'm not a negative Guy but i'm gonna say this i Believe in real okay And when you hear people say follow your Dreams if you really want it you're Gonna get it no matter what Live your dreams Oh you know what kiss my ass Okay let's be realistic here Kiss my fucking ass Okay look Yeah i believe In following your dreams just cause You follow your dreams and you work hard it Doesn't mean you're gonna be successful I hate to be on I hate to be fucking negative, but it's the truth (laughs) I guess I'm not getting a job anytime soon as a motivational speaker Um, I'm but i'm being honest And you guys in your heart of hearts, you know what i'm saying is the truth think about what i'm telling you now You have dreams you follow your dreams a great way to succeed in those dreams is To work your ass off and to have talent and to get a break Yes, but it's not guaranteed just because you followed your dreams and you were good at it, doesn't mean you're gonna make it. Sorry, just being honest. But if you work hard and you and you're good at it, you got a great chance. As long as you have that desire and your discipline. So I believe in putting qualifiers on shit. I'm from the wrestling business. Okay. I'm a conspiracy conspiracy theorist, okay? Because I've been around a work my whole most of my adult life. So that's what happens. So <sighs> I got really deep there. Okay, Nicholas Allen, thanks for the question. Sure, everybody listens. Like God, Taz, you got really deep there. All right, uh, what else we got? James Russell. Okay, what made you come up with the original Tasmanian persona? All right, James, uh, I talked about this in the past, and maybe for those that didn't uh, hear it, I'll just tell you real quick. Won't be long-winded on this. Um, basically, you know, I. I i needed some kind of a gimmick and i was not as tall as the other guys and i always you know was thicker built and and, you know powerfully loaded the ground um but yet i was always that very athletic and i always had a darker complexion so and i had a tattoo on my uh bicep of the tasmanian devil and you know i wanted to kind of tap into that because i Messed around with different gimmicks before that Very early in my career You know, like, I always liked the Road Warriors So I tried to do, like, a New York version of the Road Warriors Called Kid Crush You know, where, but I wasn't as big as those guys Where I had, like, the spikes and the leather And that That was always a big thing back then Like that motorcycle guy thing, That and I had a mohawk That didn't last long, it didn't get over Then I went with Kid Crush As, like, a a Polynesian-Hawaiian gimmick Because a lot of people When they would meet me, they didn't know if I was uh, Polynesian if I was Italian if I was Hispanic they didn't know what I was so I always I, I always Could kind of okay I could finagle with this and fuck around with this that didn't work either um and then um and that, by the way I had eight by tens of the kid crush gimmick I gotta find these I wonder maybe I don't know where they are um but I if I could find his eight, eight by tens we'll put them on Instagram of me with half my face painted Picture a sting haircut but Black hair but sting when he had the Blonde flat top i'm talking about uh, when He was like in uh, working for bill watts And i was on one knee with a Fucking pineapple taking a Bite out in a studio i'm not kidding You i saved my money to do this photo Shoot at, at some ph- photography place in Queens new york that is Didn't get over so anyway the tasmanian Persona you know Came from the look Of the tasmanian devil and then Yours truly now it, then it just evolved and I always wanted to keep my Athleticism and bring the suplex thing Into it and uh, The Tasmaniac in its Earliest stages was a kind of a Hybrid of the missing Link from the old WWF days uh, Do Robinson Okay uh, the wild Samoans And I guess you could throw in the Sheikh chic or the steiner brothers with the suplexing that's kind of what it was back in the early stages um it was a hybrid of those three thanks for the question james i appreciate it steve denzel uh was there any championship that any championship that you ever wanted to win in your career hmm uh that's a good question you know i don't know if i've ever been asked that seems like a simple question but i don't know if i've ever been asked it uh no i have to be frank i'm very uh uh I'm very content. Uh, I, I've always been very content with the titles I've won. Um, I never won the WWE Championship, um, meaning the you know WWE title, uh, tag titles, yes, but not you know. I never won Intercontinental title. I thought for a while when I was in WWE, I was going to get the Intercontinental title because they had me buzzing around it and stuff like that. And then they pulled back, and that it didn't happen for me. But no, no, I'm I'm totally happy and content. There's not a title that I wish I had that I didn't have uh, that I didn't win. Uh, Including the WWE title I'm very very happy with uh, And content with everything in my in-ring Career that I've done Um, My main happiness and success obviously came In ECW not WWE Or F as far as a wrestler Announce a different story I became an announcer in the WWE so I have a lot of great memories And and happiness with that Um, So Steve Fenton, hypothetically speaking, would you consider being a coach at the WWPC IFX, meaning the Performance Center in Orlando? I, uh, no, I can't, uh, I don't have a desire to, well, let me rephrase that. I can't because, one, I, I just can't go down there and do that. I don't have the time. I have a, I'm under contract to do a national radio show every day on CBS Sports Radio and contracted to do uh, all these Taz show podcasts which are awesome Let's be fucking honest they're the best Um, Now That's why I backed off when I said desire Do I want to go do that down there no I don't I don't have a desire but I I, I've said this a while back There are times That I do miss being around A ring being around The talent the wrestlers the Booking of wrestling a training Facility Um there are a lot of times that I do miss that I do, but you know that's not in the cards for me anymore. This is, and even if the opportunity came, if they offered that to me, it'd have to be for a lot of money, because to leave what I'm doing now, I'm very happy uh, in in my my career, like extremely happy doing radio. This is something I've had a goal to do for many, many years, many, many years, and and uh, meaning. You know what what I do with Taz And the moose on CBS Sports Radio Me and Mark Belusa So you know for those that really have followed my career You guys know I've been grinding that radio for a long time And the podcast started you know Four years ago the Human Podcast Machine This show um, Helped segue me and open doors for me So it would have to be like A lot of great things for me to leave that not just money, by the way. Like uh, just a lot of things to go be a trainer at the WWE Performance Center. No, thank you. Um, but I do miss being around a wrestling event and being around wrestling. Wrestling, I do. I do miss that a lot. I do. I do. And you know, it's just the way it goes. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going back. I just, I do miss that. That's. Uh, I do feel, and I, I say this humbly, uh, Steve. I do feel I have a lot to offer still in regards to booking, working with young wrestlers. The thing with training guys and girls. Um, I really feel like I, and it sounds very conceited, but fuck it, you know, I, I do feel like I, yeah, you know, I've always been a good trainer, uh, because I've, I've I'm very detailed in the training, almost to a negative, because it takes a while for me to train you, but I could tell you you're gonna get shit right, you know, because I'm really anal and really annoying about it, and there's not much I miss, and I was always hands-on as a trainer. I get in the ring and do it with you, and we're gonna roll together. That's how it's gonna go. And I'm going to let you see how it's done the right way. And then you're going to do that hold or move or take down to me the right way. Um, But I believe in there's no such thing as shotgun training someone, like rushing through it. It takes time to do it right, to do it right. You know what I mean? Uh, So that's, uh, that's it. So John Dean. On Facebook said in your opinion Who threw the most lethal chops in pro wrestling Wahoo, Flair, Ronnie Garvin Steamboat, well you name probably Four of the best right there <clears throat> you know, um, I would say I would say Man those, those four are really good right there <laughs> Oh tremendous mega stars, too, gee whiz I'd probably lean towards Ronnie Garvin. I was a big fan of Ronnie Garvin. I think he probably, at those four, would be the hardest chop guy. And then I would say Wahoo and Flair next. Steamer would bring it. And I love Ricky. Don't get me wrong; he's a great, great guy. And he'd probably want to kick my ass if I didn't name him number one. But I think Ronnie Garvin, I would say, would be the, the for me, watching. <clears throat> i would never been shot by any of those guys, thank God. All four of them. So, uh, so that's the deal. <laughs> All right, so that's the that's the gimmick on the uh, on the facebook so what's gonna happen is take a little break i also start a break gonna get into uh getting to the instagram uh instagram ig as we call it in the business taz talk taz hall taz talk is the instagram you're gonna follow that if you haven't and i'll go over there okay and pull all of the questions from you fucking people how about that okay taz show be right back All right, Haas, we're back here, Taz Show City, Uh, doing a little Taz Hole Jones, uh, kicking ass, taking names, doing it like nobody else can do it, bitches, you know that, all right? So we handled the front end with the Facebook questions, now we go to the friggin' Instagram. It's unbelievable. I do too much, that's the problem, too much. Freebie Jones, go buy a shirt. Oh fuck, how about that? How about you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and put Taz, T A Z, in the fucking search bar and you buy a shirt? How about that? Okay, there's a 15% off gimmick, I believe, this weekend. You go to my uh, Twitter, at official Taz, you'll find it. How much more are you people gonna take for free from me? How much more? The fucking social media over here. On the radio, with the radio, with the sports How much more shit am I going to do? I got to be a mark Unbelievable Buy a fucking shirt already And buy a hat while you're at it Alright, so anyway So uh, that's called the sales pitch, by the way That's how you get people to buy your stuff And like I said, you go there There's a a sale um, until Monday, January 28th On Pro Wrestling Tees Use the promo code RUMBLE R-U-M-B-L-E Uh, Get 15% off And just, just, listen You buy Taz shit Okay, you buy Taz shit, get the new bump card shirt You get the fucking Jabba Face shirt It's awesome, okay FTW Jones is there Just go in the search bar, TAZ, Pro Wrestling T's Enough, okay, really Do you not feel guilty? God, I'm gonna get into whole parental Ripping right now Um, All right, here we go, Taz Talk From Instagram, Uh, these are the questions You people Okay, You people have for me Uh, The Real Slitnal How's that name? I think I might have messed it up The Real Silintig Okay Should the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Include women from NXT To who are looking To become champions? Yes Okay, Sword of Justice (laughs) Imagine that. Yes, no, maybe I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah, no, I do. I think that the, the ladies from uh, NXT should be in the uh, in the gimmick. Yeah, for sure. I, it's just to build it up to make it even bigger and make the the new you know tag titles you know really really blow it up. Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, Sword of Justice. It's Sword dot of dot Justice. Hey Taz, what is the exact role uh, a GM plays? Behind the scenes versus on camera Okay, you know Sword of Justice, a lot of wrestling fans Probably hear that saying, oh god, I know the answer to that Sort of Justice, that's a good question It's a simple question, and here's the answer They have no role behind the scene Zero, okay um, <laughs> Unless their last name is McMahon, they ha- or Levesque They have no role So, uh, no, they're just they're characters in the show they're, They show up just like the wrestlers Show up they get told what they're doing. If there's, there's a promo written for them or an outline of a promo, they go over the promo, uh, what they're going to say. Uh, see, they see how many backstage, uh, you know, bits they have, you know, pre-tapes as they call it, if they're not live, and that's it. So the GM basically is just handles. just he or she is just a character from the show, uh, someone that's on the roster. So there is no role for them. There's no power role. But good question, because a lot of casual fans probably are wondering that Because I don't, I mean, a lot of, most of the hardcore fans know the answer So, but there you go Okay, Sam Banks 2 What character, what cartoon character do you think would make the best wrestler? wrestler, Tasmanian Devil excluded Hashtag Taz Hall Jones Yes Um, Well, yeah, well, true uh, Tasmanian Devil uh, definitely excluded I would probably go Froghorn Leghorn Okay, you remember him, the Big Rooster? Okay, the boy, I said the boy, I said the boy gone crazy For those that are big Looney Tunes fans I would say him uh, I don't know if I mentioned this too, by the way I marked out Looney Tunes is following me on Twitter And I followed them back I, It's fucking insane Like, you know, I, I, that's so awesome, it really is So I had to put, put myself over on that I don't usually get impressed if someone with fame Or with a blue check follows me But with that, I was pretty impressed, I gotta tell you um, Okay, this is the guy's name Here we go, on the on the Instagrams all you need is one mic, M-I-K-E, great name. Do you think Braun is on his way to have a career similar to the big show, i.e., constant face to heel turns and never being as over that he should be? Well, all you need is one mic. Uh, I like your question. That's why we pulled it. But. I think, talking about pessimism, I think you're being a little negative. negative First of all, the Big Show has had not a good career, but an awesome career So I hope for Braun Strowman, his career and success and the money he makes Could be at that level, if not above, what the Big Show has done So that's the first thing So I, I don't think it's good that you are putting the Big Show in a negative light like that But I think you're putting his push in a negative light Which I understand, Big Show's been pushed just because he never had, like, you know um, Well, you're saying He he hasn't been, old, he wasn't as over As he should be, I mean, how much more over was the big show That needed to be, he was fucking over And he's still over, the guy's a star You know, I, I'm telling you, I've worked Buildings, I've worked as an announcer I've heard it, I've worked with him I'm telling you, I've wrestled him, I, he's a star I promise you, the fucking big motherfucker's over um, The thing with Braun Strowman Is that to a little bit of the point you're getting That I'm getting from you I, I'm not happy with the way Braun's been being used I, And I talked and bitched and moaned about this You know, over a year and a half ago They're they they they're making Braun too human They're making him, he just grabs a mic He talks, he gets the ring, no one backs away No one's scared like they used to be of him and They made him too human They fucking took away uh, And he's just too much flipping cars over It's too much with the flipping of the cars It's too much, really, it's it's like enough um but they they i'd rather see fucking people be terrified to be around them and not ball up to him and 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 you know really uh, i that that's the biggest problem i have with what they are doing with bron he's too human i that fucking guy should never have a microphone in his hand ever Okay, all you got to do is have the hand, they know what to do Have the hand held camera near him With a mic on it, he's got a loud And deep enough voice that he fucking People will hear him, just feed that to the house And people will hear that audio, it's really simple Just, it makes him more fucking An animal, like a beast Like, and that's, he, they've they've taken that away From him, that's the problem I have with the Braun Strowman gimmick, alright, here we go Um, this is the one thing I want to get into This is the, the question I was talking about at the top Of this podcast, the real Bulagalindianen. The real Bo Gildan. The real Bo Glydan. <laughs> Some of you are laughing at this, I would think. Some are saying, What the fuck, dude? Spit it out. Answer the question. All right. Do you think Velveteen Dreams Velveteen Dreams tweet was a work in quotations? Long time listener, thank you for all you do. Well, thank you, real Bo Gildan. Um this Velveteen Dream thing is Very interesting to me um, You know Okay for short answer do I think it's A work yes I do Think it's a work okay that's the Short answer I do Think that he went a little far and Got himself in a little heat When he was you know when he was tweeting Saying that it don't matter what Vince says It matters what you people say me to McMahon Um and and he put That out there and then, then he deleted some of those Those tweets um you know, I I do think that that uh, and now his account's locked. I believe so. He, he's so something's going on. Um, I I I do think that it's a work though, and it's going to sound crazy now. And I've heard he's got some heat backstage, and some of you guys might have heard that also. Um, you know, because he basically wants to be called up to the main roster. So, you know. I, <sighs> It, 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 he basically saying it's not Vince's, Vince McMahon's call. It's you know it's the audience's uh, choice, and so let your voices be heard. Call up the Dream, and then he deleted some of that stuff. Apparently, right? So I don't follow him, so I don't know every little thing. But I do know he has deleted some of that stuff, uh, telling the fans to to jump all over the WWE and come up to the main roster. That's a great way, not a good way, a great way to really piss off Vince McMahon. When you go out to the public and say, it don't matter what Vince has said, I'm paraphrasing whatever he's like, that's like, don't do that. (laughs) That's not good. That part's not a work. Okay? That part's not a work. I think that maybe Kula has prevailed and they talked to him. And now I do think that it is a work. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's a work. How about this? It's going to be crazy. I went on WWE.com. Uh, probably about six hours ago Before I recorded this I was looking for something on there And you know they had one of those pop up things um, uh, You know that pop up Like for what they was selling something for NXT I'm trying to remember what the hell it was I don't use you know like most of you guys You don't pay attention to that stuff When it pops up on a website An advertisement And it was their own For something for their own thing Or their own company It was for NXT That popped up And they had several different talents in there And one of them was Velveteen Dream So for him to be On there still on that Advertisement I I don't Feel that he's Got heat because they would not have had His face his likeness his image On there like that Now he put out there that he's not making Some event he's not going to make WWE events Until this and that I think I think that parts of work that's just me I mean I, I could be wrong on this And I know it sounds crazy Me seeing that pop up thing to me That I just The way it works there then that's Part of a push they're not Going to use you They're not going to push you To get people to to grab Their content Um, They're not they just wouldn't do it They just wouldn't once that Happens they're not going to they could just simply Go on Adobe Illustrator and whoever Does their graphics and just take the fucking image of his the, the 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 torso shot of him out. It's really that simple of the NXT thing. I wish I could find that thing that popped up, and I would tell you exactly what it was. Um, and I just went to WWE's website right now, and I'm trying to get the pop up, but it's not that simple. <laughs> so uh, maybe if I go to the NXT part of the gimmick, It's Flip, Flip, Burnham, Burnham, um, and he's also in the yeah. When you go to the NXT portion of shows. You know he's in there. Uh, he's one of the main guys on there. What 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 you know? Uh, with this five talents, you know, Shayna Baszler's on there, the Pirate Girl the, the, from Japan. You know what I mean? So it's like you know they they they're they're all in there, and, and Velveteen Dream. So he's one of the the six. I should say five. I can't count. Um, I I, I, that too, and then the banner for the banner of it on the NXT thing, he's in there, he's up there. Uh, you know, he's in the in in, you know, what what uh, uh, and then they have a little promotion thing on here. What does Velveteen Dream Experience have in mind for 2019? So they would that stuff would not be happening on that on that NXT portion of the website. That's not gonna happen. So I do think it's a work, dude. I could be dead wrong on this. I'm just what I do I just tell you My gut tell you how I feel and And those are the things that make me think the way I think and and just From being there and knowing how things work behind The scenes that shit wouldn't be happening So I do think it's a work okay part of It wasn't and then it turned into a little bit of work Okay ultra sports talk did You see a smackdown live Match where Mandy Rose uh, From January 22nd that was yesterday Yeah I did see it um, do you think Mandy deserves the push push That she is getting in the airtime Do I look I don't know the girl from hole in the wall Um, She looks great She's got the look to be someone that should Get a push does she deserve it Has she earned it well what does deserve mean Right Um, is she Talented enough to get it in My opinion right now what I see Of her I don't know her character or her Personality when I say character I mean The type of person she is backstage I don't know that I can't pass judgment on her from what I see as her as a performer, is she ready for this type of push to go? And she beat Naomi on SmackDown, for those that are that are counting. Um, and they've been doing a push with with Jimmy Uso, you know, and you know, the husband of Naomi and stuff, the whole hotel gimmick, all that stuff. Uh no, I don't think she's ready for the push. Uh just by her in ring ability and her promo work. It's just it's not for me, it's not there. But They'll, they, they're they trying to get her over I mean so it's great she's a, a new you know A newer talent for the most part not new But she hasn't really Had that big singles push I don't Like Sonya Deville walking out with Her they had in that match last Night uh, on Smackdown They had her walk out um, um, What's her name, Mandy and then Naomi comes out of the ring Mandy walks out and she got Sonya With her and they're playing this like sexy music For that's Mandy's music and there's Sonya Deville who does the MMA gimmick she's throwing punches she's got her hair up ready to fight I can't remember her expression which I love her expression and I'm a fan of Sonya Deville you guys heard me put her over a lot I love her I think she's great I think they got to just break that thing up I don't think she works anymore with Mandy I let them both do their own thing They're, you know really I, I do think that Sonya Deville does not need to be around that and to the point of when when uh naomi comes out the ring before the match started she goes in the hour to go right after she was pissed which is the right booking you have her go right after mandy because this girl is trying to destroy her marriage naomi's marriage so you have her go right at her and they did the right thing too being that you're going to have sonya out there so what does mandy do she hides behind sonya but then they had they had um naomi just like just push her out of the way. Just they treated Sonya like nothing. Just yeah, you know, I I just think that was they, they. There was no need to start it like that, you know. I would I would have been better with Sonya Deville ducking something and getting some heat on the outside of the ring on Naomi, throwing Naomi in the ring. Then Mandy gets the ring. Ding ding ding. The match starts. Now you have Mandy get the advantage. And the announcers could tell that story because Sonia Deville did the dirty work on the outside to Naomi. It wasn't Mandy. It's an old-school heel move. It works. Boom. What the fuck do I know? I just talk about sports on the radio. Uh, so there you go on that. All right. So what else we got? Uh, Joe underscore NDS. Yes. Hey, Taz, long-time fan. How did you come up with the Taz FTW gimmick? Okay. uh the ftw game gimmick does not stand for for the win for you newer people out there it stands for fuck the world Okay Now I didn't invent fuck the world in as far as ftw expression I didn't I think I did invent it and i'm the first one in wrestling ever to use it Um, and I might be the last um I came up with it because the persona the taz character was Just a miserable angry fucking pissed Off guy and had no Allies during that time and just fucking Hated everybody and so That FTW Fit Um, I saw several like motorcycle gangs would use It I knew the FTW thing And then coincidentally had the 13 And it just fit and it just That's how it all started it was just a persona To accentuate my persona Um, That's what it was Um, And I was doing that before uh, just about everybody, <laughs> that disgruntled, pissed off at the world thing, um, yeah. So I've been doing that. I would, did, yeah. So I don't want to get too deep in the woods on that. Team Qualak. what do you think of all these wrestlers requesting releases from WWE? Well, um, it depends. Like you know, if you're if you if you got top talent requesting releases, like top stars, then I think you got a problem. Um, you got a lot of talent that's maybe disgruntled and feel like there's a lot of opportunities out there to work and and you know and with the whole young bucks and dusty D- Dustin D- Dustin how am I doing Cody Rhodes um you know with AEW I mean they might feel there's opportunity there and other in other independent promotions uh, other independent promotions or in New Japan or whatever and they might just be pissed and disgruntled because they're not getting the push unless some major star actually released I might have missed that but I didn't see it um there's a lot of opportunities too with MLW you know uh, major league wrestling a lot of you know they they run a pretty good little promotion there and they're doing a good job so maybe you got some talent that wants to go work there and just you know just accentuate their talents man and and you can't do that sitting on the bench for WWE so I think that's why you get you know, talent asking for releases. Again, I I don't know, the, and again, pod ignorance I mean, because like I said, I don't read all the fucking shit you guys read. To be honest, so uh, there might have been something out there that some a, a bigger name guy uh, or girl is Gonski or asked for their release. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, you know, I I I don't think anybody who's making a substantial amount of money is going to ask for their release. You know, that's just my opinion. Anybody who you know what I mean? Uh, because it takes a long time to get to uh, to that level. So once you get there, if you're looking to leave, you better make sure you've got something else lined up, or you really, really want out. I left on my terms. I asked my release, uh, but I was there a long time, and I needed a fresh coat of paint, and I wanted to get out of there. Um, so I just needed to get out of there, but I thought about it for months upon months, and I had another opportunity. Um, you know, so it, it's I, I do think that Every situation is different Every uh, guy or girl In the company Even if you're not being used Some are happy Some are not um, uh, You know I mean I, Okay so I, Well I'm trying to remember So I know Ziggler was asking I remember seeing that A couple of weeks ago He's a pretty big name So but he's been there A long time Right He's been there A long long time So if that's A shoot Right And and you know I mean He might just need A different coat Of paint you know, really, I mean, you never know, um, you never know, Revival, I know heard about them too, okay, well, they're not really, you know, they're not getting the push they had in NXT, let's be honest, what Triple H did with them is different than what what, what the big boss is doing with them, right, I mean, I, I, and they're not, to be frank, they're not, just because of the lack of push, they're not really, that's not going to hurt, you know the main roster and TV programming for for Raw or SmackDown if they're gone. Now I do think two of the more underutilized folks that want out was uh, um, Mike Canelo and Maria. Okay, super talented, both of them. Never really just it just never. Uh, you can't explain it. Like I don't know what happened. Like with the push or not push or you know what I mean. Like I just it's just not. You know. Uh, then I read something somewhere else. Um no i didn't read someone sent to me actually that's About gold dust maybe wanting to get out of there Uh which doesn't surprise me Uh we he's promoted his Brothers uh, aew On on his twitter and And dustin's been there a lot Of years and Um you know he's He's um you know i know he had re- Knee surgery recently too i believe during the i think It was the summer i think it was And he's uh one of the nicest guys you ever met in your life, by the way, and super, super friggin' talented, um, and just and always in great shape. So I, I I hope he's in goes to work with his brother at AEW. I think that'd be great. Um, really, you know. So we'll see. But I guess those are those are a couple of names you're talking about. And uh, you know, it's just that people aren't if they're not happy, they want to get out of there. You know, if they're not being used right, they want to get out. I mean, they, you can't blame them. You know, you, this business goes by quick. You know, it goes by quick. Uh, Borica Barbell Borica Barbell There you go On that NWA show from tr- 07 Between Finn and Daniel Bryan The one that I did the throwback snack on He's talking about Why, uh, why did I see more mat wrestling From them compared to today Well a couple of reasons One they, they were trying They're trying to set a tone For the style that they were And that NWA is And that at that time The wrestlers that those two guys were you know, uh, so that's the one of the reasons The other reason is in WWE, if you do that amount of mat work And don't touch the ropes and don't, you know You're probably going to piss some people off backstage Because they're, they're the bosses and the, and the agents, they want to see movement They want more excitement Now, I love the, I love the mat work, to me that's exciting um, But a lot of people that work under Vince might disagree with that uh, Not that they don't like mat work and they're not Respecting it they just want to see more moving. Otherwise they feel like people change the channel So you're watching two guys that were working In 07 in a small building outside of Buffalo where there's no TV or nothing And they're Trying to give you a different product than What WWE was giving you at that time That's the other reason probably too Alright so good question though um, What else we got here here we go Uh Ordinary superhero uh, under, Ordinary underscore superhero underscore. Two underscores this guy What is something you wish you knew When you first started wrestling I love uh, your show Taz I've been wrestling for about a year now And I've always listened to, you, I listen to Your podcast when I'm in the gym Well I appreciate that dude Thank you and good luck to you in your wrestling career Be patient and keep grinding And that's one of the things that I wish that I knew When I first started was how important Patience is um that's something that i I didn't have. I was very impatient, like a lot of young people and um yeah i I wish I had more patience <laughs> and and I also wish that uh I would have gotten out of uh, The training center where I was training in Brooklyn under Johnny Rods. I wish I would have, I was getting out there working. I wish I would have got out more. I wish I would have went to the West Coast. I didn't do that. I stayed kind of on the East Coast. Uh, They sent me to wrestle in Puerto Rico, and and that was cool. But like when I first started, but I wish I'd, I did, you know, some stuff down in Memphis and, and Smoky Mountain. But I never went out to the West Coast when I was greener and younger. I wish I would have done that. And I think that I, 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 that's something I wish I would have done and traveled more when I was young. But I didn't have the money, guys. I, I just couldn't afford it. So I, I was working jobs. I was grinding. I, you know, I didn't, my family didn't have money. I didn't, wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know. It, uh, I, I grew up like really blue collar, you know, like super blue collar. So, but that, that's a good question, though. Uh, Lava dot lava. Lovala. Hey Taz. I've been listening to your show for a couple of years now. I love your point of views. And I like how uh when you do bash something usually come with a solution instead of just pointing out it's a negative thank you I, I try to do that and I'm glad you noticed that but my question is this what do what would be your biggest regret or mistake that you made while you oh, I'm reading this wrong what would be the biggest regret or mistake that you have made while being in the business okay it's kind of a interesting spin-off of the last question from the other gentleman Biggest regret I have and I don't have a lot Of them but the biggest regret and Mistake that I made was during ECW Where I I was I started to get the push and I've talked About this This is not breaking news but I started To get the push and I started to Not get an ego it wasn't an ego I, I Got like very protective And because it took a long time to get a Push and I got Like really standoffish and very immature where I just I was not a friendly guy to be around You know I was really Just um You know I just was uh I just was a hard ass and I just uh, Because I was I was bitter I, even though I made it And I was doing great and I was happy It didn't seem like I was happy but I actually was But I came off bitter how about that Because I was very protective That's immaturity I was too protective You know very very protective And, and, I, and if I had to do anything over During ECW during my early years it would be that To enjoy it Publicly more and around the locker room more And to let my hair down more I I, look I think all men And women in wrestling should show up to locker room It's all business it is business I took it to another level it was all business and Business like I was really fucking hard ass I'm not bragging I I wish that wasn't I wasn't like that you know Um, I really I think I went too Far and it wasn't like a a big Scheme or a game plan that I had You know Um, I just I don't know I just It was immaturity. So, Pine underscore like the tree. Okay, on that note, once I hear a name like that, well, (laughs) you know what time it is, right? Water time. Hold on. Ah. Ice Jones. Yes. Alumizu. GTS that. It's water. All right, so anyway, Japanese. So uh, where were we? Pine, uh, Pine trees I was talking about. This gentleman's name was a pine tree. Where's this pine tree, man? Hold on a second. Oh, here it is. Pine underscore like the tree. Taz, you are the man. Okay, next, Dumpkin. Taz, you are the man That being said, how much farther can they push This Becky Lynch, the man gimmick I love what she's doing For herself and the WWE I could see this lasting A year after year if written properly But if she doesn't get A long reign as champ I feel like they've wasted Another amazing bit Where should the man be In quotations, in 2019 it's a tough one, you know I, I, I respect Becky, I love her I think she's great, and I think she's doing great stuff With this man gimmick, and people love it People dig it, and and you gotta be careful You gotta be careful uh, Um, You gotta, you know Push it, keep pushing it Keep pushing it I do think this is the type of gimmick that can run its course I don't think it'll last A whole year, and she could just be Becky lynch and doing that same persona maybe they back off the man thing or maybe it lasts and I hope I'm wrong Maybe it sticks Um, I do think she's gonna get a run with the title I don't agree with you that she needs that title to make this gimmick work This gimmick actually probably works better without the title, but she does need a little run with it here Um, and and I got a feeling that might happen But um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with it. I mean because it does work right now but what gets Becky Lynch over is the change In her persona, not the name So as long as that persona stays the same Leather jacket Jones uh, The whole, you know, she she looks like she cut Some weight a while, as of recent She's definitely moving quicker She looks a little more ripped, and she, she's always looked really good But I mean, she just looks a little leaner So she's changed her, her persona For sure, her attitude, her promo is very Attitudinal, I think that needs to change No matter if she's called the man or not Called the man, but and this is not something you stop quick Like you, Once you stop doing the man Gimmick, the company that is They kind of just slowly let it dissolve Out slow, not, not really Quick, you don't want to do that uh, Alright, so P underscore Lauria 45 Alright, so your thoughts on Ring psychology of this generation Compared to your generation, thanks uh, Listen, I got no problem with The uh, psychology uh, Of this current generation of wrestlers I know a lot of guys from my generation which they are. They're going too fast. They're not selling. They're not fucking taking their time. It's it's you know, it's like watching uh, two roller coasters going at each other. It's an acrobat show. They're gymnastics. Ba pa ba. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, you know, I, and I'm I'm from a couple generations ago. Um fuck man shit man e c w the success we had fucking hardly nobody was selling shit, you know, so you know, listen, man, people know it's a show, it's entertainment, you gotta entertain you gotta you gotta bring the athleticism today, that's the key, so it's more of not the psychology, it's more of the' just better athletes that are as a whole there's more it's gonna be really bad English, there's more better athletes, how about that? uh how's that english that's real brooklynese it's just that's what it is it's just there's there's more athletes that are better there's a more vast majority of them as opposed to years ago the psychology yeah i mean it's it's a faster pace again they're exemplifying their athleticism though not that no one was doing that back in my day but but not as many guys and girls as today um i don't have a problem with the psychology of today i don't i i i don't i really don't i mean I don't think everybody's great that's young Today wrestling uh, you know but I do think a lot of them need to learn but I think as A whole as a stereotype I, I have no problem With it I really don't so uh, Seriously I don't um, and that might surprise Some people that I said that but I don't, I, it, the business has to keep evolving And, and it's really that simple So uh, so that's the deal And so look, So that's, the, that's basically the gimmick That's what they call uh, in the business A rap, kids, and I appreciate All you guys, uh, you know, sending along The questions on Taz Talk Which is my Instagram, or on Facebook well, On Facebook, at facebook.com So Taz Show Gonna try and drop before the weekend a prediction show For you jobbers Alright guys, look, that's it, I'm Taz, you're not, I'm out Adios